0: Hello and welcome to The Federalist Files. Thank you for tuning in. This is going to be my very first edition of The Federalist Files. I'm going to be going through Federalist Number 1. Um, as discussed before my very first introductory, if you have not viewed or listened to it, uh, The Federalist Files, this podcast, the purpose will be to look through The Federalist Papers and to figure out what exactly our founders... Uh, put forward in our Constitution and the meaning thereof, um, just give you a little background here, <clears throat> the Constitution was adopted October, I mean, I'm sorry, September 17th, 1787, and the very first paper here written by Alexander Hamilton was October 27th, 1787, so this is about a month and a week, a month and ten days. From uh, the original adoption by the uh, by the Congress assembled, which is what they called it in the Articles of Confederation, uh, the reasoning for the, this assembly was because some of the founders found that the uh, that the existing Constitution at the time, the Articles of Confederation, was founded as inept. Uh, it was a dead letter essentially. It did not give the government, the power that it really truly needed to raise troops, uh, offer stability. It didn't really employ any. Um, it did not ensure your liberty through stability, which is actually the topic of this very first paper here. Uh, Alexander Hamilton, as I said before, was the was the writer. There was three different writers in the Federalist Papers. Alexander Alexander Hamilton wrote most of them. You got James Madison on a lot of the much more significant ones uh i believe 10 51 he wrote i believe he writes a lot into the legislative branch mostly a lot of his stuff a lot of the specialization his a lot of james madison's leanings and aims are much towards uh liberty whereas uh, individual liberty whereas alexander hamilton was found more of a more energetic, powerful federal government, which is much more what he wrote towards and the organization thereof uh, so you know this I'm, I'm going to go wrong with the uh, the very first paper here. Hamilton opens up with this strong statement, and I quote, after an unequivocal experience of the inefficiency of the subsisting federal government. You are called upon to deliberate on a new constitution for the United States of America. Uh, essentially, this is, I guess, a call of, call to action to the citizens that are going to be reading this paper. And uh, these Federalist Papers were written throughout, I believe it was, I want to say something like six to seven months. Um, I will eventually, over time, get to the, um, the organization over time. Uh this this paper it was written in multiple papers throughout the united states mostly new york to try to uh ensure the pe- that the people would adopt this constitution it was to sway them and this essentially this very first statement is to to sway those uh those readers and his next statement he makes <clears throat> an enlightened and i quote an enlightened zeal for the energy and efficiency of government will be stigmatized as the offspring of a temper fond of despotic power and hostile to the principle of liberty and quote and in this hamilton's really just alluding to the mischaracterization from his from his foes the uh the anti-federalists see there were, there was two different parties in this adoption of the constitution there was the federalists and the anti-federalists Anti-federalists believed that writing a uh, stronger constitution for a stronger federal government was antithetical to the liberty of these citizens of the United States, whereas the federalists believed uh, building up an energetic and robust federal government would actually ensure the liberties of the people. So in this scenario, unlike a lot of stuff you see today with politicians, I guess you would call... I don't really want want to call them politicians because I believe it's kind of... um, It's almost disdaining to to who they actually were, the founders. But they both wanted the same thing. They just wanted it through different means. But the ends were exactly the same. Essentially, they were looking for much more um, stability, individual liberty. And through that statement, he's just... Hamilton's alluding to the mischaracterization of the anti-federalists where they're saying that the enlightened uh, power of the new federal government that's looking to be established would be, would be disparaged, essentially. It would be condemned uh, as despotic or uh, overpowering, encroaching... That's the way in which they criticize it to get the people not to approve the Constitution from the anti Federalist side. Whereas the Federalists were all in because they believed that building that strong federal government would actually ensure the individual rights of the citizens. And from here he continues Hamilton. He states, and I quote, a dangerous ambition more often lurks behind the specious mask of zeal for the rights of the people than under the forbidden appearance of zeal for the firmness and efficiency of government." End quote. He's saying that the the zeal or the um, enthusiasm for the individual rights is uh, very misleading from the anti-federalists and Hamilton believed, and he mentions it multiple times throughout the papers, that <clears throat> That these these individuals, the anti-federalists, were really in it for their own self-gain and their own self-power, and self-aggrandizement, which is why they they uh, mischaracterized a lot of his points. And you're going to see this much more throughout the paper. It's kind of a back and forth between the federalists, anti-federalists. Uh, Hamilton likes to quote them. And then, you know, he fights with them, goes back and forth, just kind of like politics today. It's very similar. Uh, and then next thing that I quote here is, and I quote, nothing could be more ill-judged than the intolerant spirit which has at all times characterized political parties, foreign politics, as in religion. It is equally absurd to aim at making proselytes by fire and sword. Heresies in either can rarely be cured by persecution, end quote. Uh, In translation, Hamilton here fears... That political parties as like religion are subject to corruption and converts cannot be made through the use of oppression which has been the method uh, in many political and religious movements throughout history Uh, any history buffs out there would know for sure uh, you know they would they would quote or or they would cite France as one between I believe it was the Protestants and the Catholics, or the Christians, back and forth. I mean, I know Protestantism is within a subsect within Christianity, I believe. I mean, I'm not so sure about religion. But, I mean, essentially, he's just admonishing, he's warning the that party politics will will be you know ill judged party politics almost is a cancer i guess he's he's trying to say that in some scenarios it could be positive but he's warning the the readers that you know in this given scenario between the anti-federalists and the federalists he's just warning of that that these party politics are going to be played for uh ill reasons for negative reasons um, let me see here. Now, <clears throat> this is a very general statement, but but now at the very end of this paper, it's not really a long paper, it's about two pages long, he he comes out with a mission statement, an outline of what the papers are going to be, what they're going to entail, essentially. And he states, <clears throat> I propose in a series of papers to discuss the following interesting particulars. And I quote, the utility of the Union to your political prosperity, the insufficiency of the present Confederation to preserve that Union, the necessity of a government at least equally energetic with the one proposed to the attainment of this object, the conformity of the proposed Constitution to the true principles of Republican government, its analogy to your own state Constitution, which that's a very very important one, there. And lastly, the additional security which its adoption will afford to preservation of that species of government to liberty and prop and to property. And I am quote, uh, this this is very important throughout the papers. Hamilton goes through this multiple times. Madison goes through this as well, and John Jay a little bit. John Jay doesn't write as many papers because I believe in the middle of writing, he he became ill. He was sick with something. He came back and he went on to be one of our, I believe, the very first uh Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Jay, and there's as you know, the John Jay College, uh, I believe of criminal justice. And um I guess what you're gonna see in the future as I summarize and analyze what's going on here in these Federalist papers, is he does he does state many analogies to other state constitutions because when the anti-federalists will come up with a argument towards provisions that that are being proposed in this constitution. These provisions are very very similar to a lot of the state constitutions and sometimes the same uh, wording exactly the same in some of them. I know Massachusetts a lot of the uh, provisions are taken from the Massachusetts state constitution at the time. Um, So you'll see throughout these papers that Hamilton will compare the state constitutions to the federal constitution because the anti-federalists are make make the argument that it's an encroaching government. The federal government will be much too powerful, and because of this, uh, they will encroach on the rights of the citizens and they will take away individual liberties. Now Hamilton rings the bell saying, "You know, you guys are full of it because all your state, the same state that you come from." And you created this constitution yourself. You, you, you know, you had a hand in it, and and now you extol it, that state constitution. Our provisions are the exact same of your state constitution. So he he, he alludes to their uh, to their hypocrisy many times throughout these papers. Uh, before the preservation, and and the very last uh, section is very important here. Essentially the adoption of this constitution was to ensure the stability and the liberty of the people that were to adopt it as in the the United States citizens um, and it says the preservation of that species of government to liberty and to property meaning you know to that government the establishment of it is to ensure your freedom and ensure your property ensure that you know, you, you have the rights to your labor and your work. Whatever's yours is yours, and you keep it that way, uh, essentially. Which is really just the, the core principle of the Constitution to ensure, you know, the rights and liberty of the people, ensure their property. Um, because before this, in many other countries, once power would shift over, there would be an overthrow of the government of the people that were in power at that time, and they would either be they be guillotined, all their property would be taken from them. So it was a swing left and right, left and right. You know, the Roman Empire, the same way the, Fran- the there was a French Revolution. You know, there, there's a reason for all of these things. There's a reason that this Constitution was made and enshrined with these individual liberties, as well as this exact organizational structure of uh, government with the three branches and the and the balance of equal power or you know, the attempt for equal power with these three branches there's a reason for that and that was to create stability so it's not only the bill of rights that gives you know the citizens individual liberties but it is also that of the organizational structure of the federal government which he goes over in these papers uh... hamilton madison and, J- and john jay so um... the very end here Hamilton concludes by laying out what will be discussed in the papers, which he which he just did. And, like I said, that very last statement is really the core essence of what the Constitution is all about. And uh, it states, as I quote, "...the additional security which its adoption will afford to the preservation of that species of government to liberty and to property." And I'm just going to end that there. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, I know the election's coming up on Tuesday, so I I wasn't going to put out a podcast on Tuesday. This one is launching on Monday, so maybe Wednesday. Hopefully, uh, tune in. Tune in for more content. I'm going to be going through all 85 papers. So, thank you very much. I'll see you next time. (laughs)